Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Well, there seems to be some changes on the horizon uh, for Bonnaroo 2019, and that's why we're here. Welcome to the What Podcast, a very special off-season edition of the What Podcast. That's Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. I'm Brad Steiner from WDOD Radio in Chattanooga, a top 40 station playing Beyonce and fart jokes. Why are we talking about Bonnaroo? Because it is our passion. Had you not been uh, with us for the last, I say, eight months, let us reintroduce ourselves again. That's Barry. I'm Brad. We like Bonnaroo. We're back. <laughs> uh, so welcome back, Barry. How are you? I'm good. I've, I've been good. How are you? Uh, you know, I took a few months off. I feel like I've been in like Bonnaroo rehab. You know, you have to go away for a while, turn your brain off from it, and then as soon as you're back, you, you jump you jump right back in. I, yeah, I used to take all this time to sort of forget the smell of porta potties sure. and forget all that, but honestly, I think we had such a good time this last year that uh, I, I think about it a lot. And Do you? I think, uh, yeah, because we had a good group, and I see a lot of those people for whatever reason a little bit more this this year. Uh, not just you, but some of the other campmates. Yeah. Uh, uh, and we all say the same thing. It was a good, fun, fun year. It was a great year. And we, uh, you know, it's, it's become one of those things where Bonnaroo has, uh, it's so in, so stuck in our world and so stuck in our minds that it becomes a year long thing. Yeah. If we're not talking about Bonnaroo, we're talking about what happened last year, or we're talking about what happened two years ago, or we're talking what's going to happen this year. We're pontificating on the lineup. Yep. You know, we're uh, trying to figure out what's going on in the changes in, in the farm in Manchester, maybe Coffee County in general. Right. Maybe it's who's operating the festival. And there seems to be all kinds of stuff to talk about when it comes to Bonnaroo because I don't want to call it drama, but there's definitely some movement. Something's oh, it's happening. a big deal. And I think uh, another part of it is, especially you do more so than I do, but there are other festivals. Uh, we had one in Chattanooga for the first time this year with Moon River which just so happens to be have been pro- produced by AC Entertainment, which does Bonnaroo. So there's that 
and it was just a little while ago. Yeah. So there's that comparison factor. Sure. You know? Well, yeah, it is remarkable. And we'll talk about some of the changes that are going on around the farm, inside Bonnaroo, uh, how the operation is working here in a minute. We're going to talk to Daniel from Rubus. If you follow at Rubus on Twitter, he's been breaking a lot of news about what's been going on. And to watch it, so this is what's interesting. You get to watch somebody break news that you already know, and they get to do all the, the heavy lifting. And he's got it. And he's got some sort yeah, of inside he's source. Connected and and, and we'll, we're going to talk to him about some of that information. But back to your point about the other festivals, it is almost impossible to see what Bonnaroo does, see what they do well, and then go to another festival and not look around and be like, meh. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and what's strange, uh, and to give Daniel some, a lot of credit, he I think a Part of the reason we're back here talking about this is because he's so active. I mean, he's every day sure. on Twitter. Much like with, a lot of the other, like, uh, constant Bonnaroo. Bonnarubian, Bonnarooster, those guys. And it's not just, I mean, there is some amount of, gosh, I wish Bonnaroo was tomorrow, but it's news. They have sure. actual news because uh, they're obsessed with it like we are. What's interesting about the comparisons is, in my mind anyway, going to the other ones, visiting them, hearing about them reaffirms to me how important that whole camping experience is. That's the, right. The thing that we, you know, piss and moan about mm-hmm. is really the thing that we like about it. If, you, if you're not preparing your campsite now, yeah. uh, you're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, you s- might as well have to start doing it now. When we go through what's going to happen today on the latest edition of the What Podcast, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on changes that should be or could be coming to Bonnaroo. Uh, maybe you want to pontificate on the year that was uh, that had just passed. Uh, drop us a line at the What Podcast on Twitter or thewhatpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, a little bit later on the show, we're going to uh, give you our wish list. Maybe bands that we want to see at Bonnaroo. I, I see this on Infaroo a lot. I see it on uh, the Reddit threads and the subreddits, but everybody's got their Bonnaroo wish list of bands that they want to see. It always starts with, like, in back in the day, Prince. You mm. know, Daft Punk is always up there. Foo Fighters are a constant because you look around and you wonder, there are certain artists that you don't understand have never been there. Right. Coldplay, you know, God almighty, Coldplay's terrible, but uh, why have they not been there right. is, is shocking. Uh, Foo Fighters is I, bizarre why they've never been there. They're always on the list. Je- Justin Timberlake is always on somebody's uh, short list of acts they want to see. We're going to go through Rubus's wish list. He's got some rumors about who's going to be appearing at Bonnaroo this year, and then we'll go through ours. And so if you want to drop us a line about who you want to be at Bonnaroo this year, uh, send it to us, thewhatpodcast.com. I'm hoping that because I, we know that the Bonnaroo people listen, hopefully this this uh, moves the absolutely, needle a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe it puts somebody on their radar that they weren't thinking of, or confirms somebody they were on the fence about. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, one way or another. Sure. Yeah. I'd I'd also like to hear uh, from people because we really didn't do it afterwards. What they liked about the changes, or what they thought about the changes, in particular the pods, all that. We've talked about it quite a bit. But for yeah. those people that actually lived it, I'd love to hear you know what that was like. Sure, because um, we we kind of dropped in on it. We didn't. We weren't there 
24 hours? No, we, we dropped in a couple of times, and not only what you liked about it, I'd love to hear some stories. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'd love to hear some stories, because we have a million of hours. Yeah. We'd love to hear yours. Communicate with us. Uh, maybe we'll uh, do another podcast in the in the meantime, just of you know your experiences Absolutely. and your stories. I'd that'd love be, to do that. That'd be great fun. Yep. All right, let's, uh, let's talk to Daniel from Rubus. Now, tell me how you found Rubus. I, I found him mainly because I follow all the guys on Twitter. The Rooster, Festival Owl, all those guys. Those are, those are the guys who keep the conversation going, and Rubus has been one. That's how I found him. How did you find him? Uh, I think I first became aware of the bus. I remember seeing, and we talk about it a little bit, the he, when he bought it. I guess he and his uh, the three uh, three other people. I do remember that. I remember thinking, "Wow, there's a bus that's mm. been around for a while," and someone rather than get rid of it, they more or less passed it on to somebody else. Uh, and we'll hear him talk about. It. I'm I'm. It blows me away that he's only been going since 2013. That is pretty crazy. He is passionate about yeah. it. You know what's great is what Bonnaroo does. It creates like regular everyday people to be characters in this show called Bonnaroo. That's a great point. It is fascinating to me. You know, we have a guy that lives here in Chattanooga that's Bonnaroo Santa. Yeah. Like, he was called, he literally was was called from the Bonnaroo people as Bonnaroo Santa. And wow. he walks around with a big, big white beard at Bonnaroo every single year. His yeah. name's Packer Pete. Dan Peterson, I know him well. Uh, you've got the Bonna Rooster. You've got the Rubus. There are so many characters in this play called Bonnaroo that is it's so much fun, and that's what's been so much so fun for me about doing this this show is that we've gotten to meet some of them and we've, we've gotten to experience them. And I didn't even know that they were around for a while. Yeah, but you said something a second ago that that I hadn't really thought about, and it's it's to the credit it, it credit should go to the people who put on Bonnaroo. They're good about seeing somebody like Bonnaroo Santa and embracing it rather than, hey, it's our party, you didn't ask permission kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they take it all in, like with us. I mean, they've been very helpful and receptive to us for this podcast and, and uh, the bus. Right. You know, Daniel says they go a little bit early um, and get a, you know, a spot. So it's a welcoming kind of festival right. and you feel right. that all from top to bottom and right. i think that's really important and right. the earlier question other than hearing about the bus i found him on twitter just like you did oh, okay. i kept thinking after bonner i was like wow it's uh june and he's still talking about it it's <laughs> yeah, july he's yeah. still talking about it it's right. august welcome to labor day here's some bonner news still talking Let, about it. let's break some bonner news now with rubus here we go what's happening daniel i'm brad that's barry how are things uh not too bad just had lunch over here in huntsville where are you guys up to is that where you live is that where the rubus is actually stationed is huntsville yeah we're in uh just outside of huntsville alabama um we're about uh Hour and a half drive away from Manchester. How did you first get into Bonnaroo? What was the what was the thing that hooked you? Uh, well, my wife and I started going back in 2013. I had wanted to go for years, and I had some friends at my university trying to give me to go with them. But it was uh, Paul McCartney being on the lineup back right. then that really finally got us to go. We've been hooked ever since. And then was that the first year you brought the bus? When, when did the bus actually uh, start? Uh, when did that actually get going? So the bus has been going to the farm for close to 10 years now. Oh, yeah? It was previously owned by um, a couple that used to live just a few miles away from the farm. They bought it, I think, Coffee County. It used to be a prison bus, and then they converted it. <laughs> nice. And, uh, nice. No, I kid you not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they converted it probably around, I want to say like 2009, 10. I don't know exactly. 
And uh, they recently moved down to the Gulf Coast near Pensacola, and we had known them for a little while. We parked next to them when we used to have a small RV, and we had seen the bus then. And, uh, yeah, we ended up buying it from them and continuing the tradition. That's pretty cool. I what? thought I remembered seeing something about it, selling and changing hands, and there was like a big ceremony and stuff, wasn't there? That's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> I don't know about ceremony, but we came to their place and picked it up before they moved. Uh, I thought yeah. there's a big party or something. Sure, always. Well, oh, if it's a, pr- a time, if, it, <laughs> if it's a prison bus, I don't know what kind of party you're wanting to throw there, Barry. Uh, so, well, uh, I've, I've heard tell that there was once a party in there with like a hundred people on board inside the bus. That's pretty like, cool. We've had maybe twenty, but no, nothing like that. That's pretty cool. So, do you take the bus? Do you take the bus uh, to other music festivals, or um, are you try to just are you just regular commuter with regular cars and such? <laughs> yeah, we've been to a number of other ones. We're, we're trying to cover a bit more in the southeast as far as like the media stuff that we're doing with the bus. Mm-hmm. But no, it just goes to Bonnaroo, and we take it to okay. a lot of places, kind of around here in Huntsville and yeah. North Alabama. Yeah, I'm just making sure because you know you have the Rue bus and maybe like the Hangout Camry. You know, it's uh... (laughs) a... No, Hangout actually does have a bus. I I haven't seen it, but I had some friends send me some pictures. Oh, stop it. Stuff all over it. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's interesting that you do a lot of different festivals because uh, we normally focus on nothing but Bonnaroo here on this podcast, but uh, festival life is sort of in our blood. And uh, I've been having this conversation with Barry and and others for the the better part of Mm. eight months now. And um, Mm. going, going from festival to festival... Uh, is a is quite almost musical culture shock in that you can find something so completely different uh, even with the same lineup. We had a, a music festival here in town uh, called Moon River, and uh, yeah, the, yeah, di- I was there. You were, I thought. Did you, you really? Came up, yeah, I wish we'd have reached out prior. Damn we, it. We'd have hooked up. Yeah, so Chattanooga throws their own music festival. Atlanta, of course, you have music Midtown and Shakinese, but the difference between those two music festivals is so unbelievably big and so unbelievably large. One has a culture and has created a culture and an identity and a brand uh, set of brand values. And then Music Midtown is just some stages and some vendors <laughs> and enjoy. Um, what, are, mm-hmm. what do you see when you go from, from festival to festival? Uh, what do you see as the main difference between them all? Well, you're right. I, I've been to a number. Um, we were talking about Hangout. I went to that, I guess it was three years ago or so. And it's, you would think it's Bonnaroo on the beach, but it's not. It's got more of like a frat party vibe to it. It's mm. put on by the same company that does Coachella out in California, so it's got a little bit of that vibe to it as well. And the lineup is similar if you look at it. And they've gone a little EDM heavy like everybody has in the past couple of years, but once you get there and, and get around, it's like, yeah, it's fun, but it has a different vibe. Like mm. if you are really dead set on Bonnaroo, you're going to be always just a little bit disappointed when you go to another festival. Yeah. Um, another example, Sloth Fest in our home state here in Alabama. They had some trouble this year. I hope they're going to return. But it's great. It's like a miniature Bonnaroo that kind of has the good indie band lineup that right. they have, but also some stuff that's for the local taste in Birmingham. They usually like a little bit more folk or um, country over there a little bit. If there's any, if there's any festival inside uh, this country that is more tied to the local community, it's probably Sloth Fest. They do a very good job of incorporating local artists, uh, local art, uh, local um, local vendors. Sloss Fest is very much Birmingham. It's very well, Birmingham. It, it is. I really I, hope they return. They had some problems like a lot of other festivals did with weather and PR this year, and I, I'd really like to see them come back. They're, they've been a great asset to the state and Birmingham. 
Yeah. I haven't been, but the one in New Orleans, I can't even think Which of the one? name of it. The big one. Right. Jazz Fest? Jazz Fest sure. does what you're talking about, and there's one yeah. in Milwaukee that is done does a good job of that. We went to um, the Voodoo Festival in New Orleans right. last year. That was last October, and right? Beck was headlining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good vibe. It was Once you get to the grounds, it was a lot like Bonnaroo. You know, of course, everything is Halloween-themed, so there's people with, like, skeletons and different yeah. costumes and stuff. But it was a pain in the butt because you have to go from your hotel on the other side of town down to the city park, and, like, right. traffic is a nightmare. And it's just like, yeah, we, our crew has learned that city fests aren't necessarily for us. Camping fest or where it's at. Right. So, so you you definitely see that. You see that as a, as a big driver as to which festivals you tend to enjoy more than others. Yeah, exactly. I wish we had more options around here for that, but can't complain when Bonner is just an hour and a half so on the road. You you said something that's pretty interesting. You know, the, when if your first salvo, if your opening salvo is Bonnaroo, it's sort of like never flying before and getting first class. Uh, <laughs> you don't yeah. really, you really can't go back. Because there's not another experience uh, like it. You can find things that are similar. I think that Hangout, to me, is, is 1B. I think Hangout is an amazing festival, especially if you like pop music. It's exceptionally well done. There's really not a place that you can't find a good spot to see a show. It's intimate enough. It's not The grounds aren't big. I think Forecastle is tremendously well done in Louisville. And yes, I think, I'd love to try that one. And I think of the Atlanta Festival, Shaky Knees, uh, has it over Music Midtown, which I think Music Midtown is a complete and utter disaster. Uh, and frankly, not to not to beat up on Sloss Fest a bit, Sloss Fest is tough for me. I love a festival that has a strong brand integrity and values that they uh, set forth. But first, Sloss Fest is incredibly hot. I've never been to a hotter experience in my life. There is literally one stage that is nothing but an oven. You stand inside microwaves, it feels like. And it's oh, inside the shed. I in know the exactly shed. what you're talking about. And then the other the other problem with it a little bit is I, I tend to not like festivals where it feels like you bought the stage, you got the lineup, and then you set up some vendors. Now let's go have a festival. There's really yes, no totally. other sort of culture tying me together that I need. Music Midtown is the biggest problem for me with that. And you, you know... Go, uh, on that point, I, I think that's where Bonnery has been the strongest right. in the past two or three years. I think they've slowly realized they have to really lean into the community engagement part of Bonnaroo, which is why they've done a lot more in the campgrounds. They've really built up the infrastructure out there with a couple of new barns, new activities that are sprinkled throughout the pods, or plazas as they're calling it now. And I think... To me, at least, that's half the value of going to Bonner. Of course, that's I'm right. there for like the headliners and other. Well, bands. that was us. But this it's also year. the crazy, stupid stuff that I get into with like new buddies out there. Right. That, that was us this year. I I spent some time with uh, one of our campmates uh, who has run music venues here for 30 years. Uh, knows the business, you know, loves the music as much as anybody. But he said this was his favorite Bonnaroo. Uh, I think this was my favorite Bonnaroo, and it was that community thing. The lineup was good. We found some great stuff to see. Uh, Warren Treaty has become one of my favorites, for example. Um, Mavis, Nile Rogers, all of those were highlights, but it was the community thing. And for me, it's the fact that you don't have to drive across town. It's the fact that you're already there. You're in town. You're there. Yeah, it is. There's it nothing is to do but that festival. Yeah. That's why you're there. And I think that just makes such a huge difference. Yeah, and they did a superb job with the, with the pods. I thought the plazas were terrifically done. Yeah. Uh, which one are you in? Which one did you have the bus parked in? Well, the bus is in kind of like the general admission RV area. Okay. It's kind of in the corner. Yeah. Like when you right when you come in from the highway entrance, when you're like kind of close to the tower. Do they hold um, a spot oh, for you? 
Well, we, we were very gracious that the Bonnaroo folks let us come in a little early this past year because we had to set up for the cool. Wednesday night party that we held with Camp Redaroo. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's that's real cool. That yeah, is awesome. So, but usually they're very accommodating with yeah. folks like that. All right, now, go ahead, Barry. I want to go, uh, yeah, I want to go back. I'm, I'm, it's still rolling around in my head uh, that you've only been going since 13 um mm-hmm. and but you and the reason we wanted to talk to you partly is because we i see so much activity on twitter i mean it's it's become a year-round <laughs> kind of part of life for you hasn't it i'm i do not ha- try to hide the fact at all that i am obsessed with bonnery <laughs> yeah I, and that's i think that's cool and i think that's why uh, we decided you know we we started that podcast thinking it would end what june 14th or yeah. 15th and that would be it for you know till next well honestly we ran out of material the first of may well so. <laughs> yeah oh god probably did nine too many. i never run out of material no. with there's always well and that and that's i kept telling brad i'm like there's a lot of activity going on on twitter from bonnarubian who who we were fortunate enough to meet and the rooster by the rooster mm-hmm. and uh and and yeah. you and i thought we there's i think we can do this more often yeah and, uh, so it's it's almost like what the nfl does the nfl has created 12 months a year you're talking about the nfl bonnaroo has is sort of become that and a lot of it has to do with the news that happens and and sprinkles out throughout the year which crazily enough you seem to stumble upon yeah, yeah. how do you get <laughs> how do you get these tips well i drive the bus and it's a big friendly blue bus so uh people tend to tell me things Awesome. Well, all right. So, so fill us in. What do you know uh, that we don't know that's been going on the last few months since the festival has been going on? Or um, since the festival? I have to be careful what I say okay. because a lot of uh, that is up to the AC office in Nashville to dictate how they want to get information out. I don't want to step on their toes. But I can tell you that, and I think this is fairly widely known now, um, for the past two or three years after Live Nation bought out um, AC Entertainment, and obviously Bonnaroo is part of that, they had been doing solely the booking through one of their agencies. Um, this year will change because AC will be coming back and kind of supporting their booking. So essentially what a lot of people are believing that to mean will be that we're going to see a lineup next year that will kind of return to Bonnaroo's roots. As for who that will be as far as the booking goes, we don't know that for sure yet, but we do know that it's probably likely that we can expect another jam band or two than we've seen the past couple of years. Maybe another classic headliner that we haven't seen for about two years now. And maybe some other stuff that kind of goes back to the lineups of, like, let's say, prior to 2014. Well, I can I can corroborate what you're saying. Me too. Uh, because we have heard uh, exactly the same things. Yeah. Um, almost more precisely in that uh, C3 won't be a part of it uh, in the way exactly. that they have been part of it in the past. And that AC, the AC, will. All right, so, now, see, this is this is... We could probably do an entire show just on this topic. I don't necessarily know, and I'm going to reserve judgment, but I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know if I it's... I personally a- think it is. Okay. Um, I, I think that the lineups the past two years, while they have been good, they've been very similar to many of the other lineups that you would see at something like Firefly, that's Hangout. Right. That's right. And like, if you want that lineup, you can go to those places. Bonnaroo, to me, is a place where there's an insane diversity of music. I want that. I want to be introduced to stuff that I've never yeah. heard of. Well, I don't want to see a lineup that I'm going to see at every other place. So I ask- think if Mr. Caps is getting back into that and having a hand in getting acts that he wants to see, 
I think that's great for everybody. I think so, but but tag on to what Brad was asking because he and I talked about this the other day. Is, oh, by the way, I'm not making a statement about it. I'm just asking. No, is no, it, it's is legit. It and, and I think part B of the question is is what what segment of the market it was not appealed to the last couple of years. I know mm-hmm. you know they went heavy well, with EDM, which I think worked. Uh, they brought in. Uh, they didn't have the you know a McCartney type classic rocker uh, to bring in maybe Funny that, that, you that by the way yeah yeah I know you've hinted at and and I would love it that was such a huge moment for so many people and I'd love to see him again and he's obviously actively out there promoting his new record which is so terrible but okay <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's that very bad, bad. um. <laughs> But the promotion that he's been doing has been pretty great. Oh, but, sure. He's everywhere. Um, but so to the question, what I mean, what what is missing? The jam band, obviously, and you mentioned that. That for sure is mm-hmm. one. Um, but what's the segment of that audience? You know, it went from 80,000 and plus to high 40s, low 50s uh, the last couple of years. So that's 30,000 people that weren't there. Yeah, I was there in 2016 when it took a, you know, a nosedive. Which, yeah. to me, coincidentally, that was my favorite year. Me too. Because it was just such a good, <laughs> I loved it. There was such a good community aspect yeah. that year because there was less of a crowd to fight, you know. Absolutely. Um, personally, what I think has caused that change is something that was going to happen anyways. The market has just Correct. become so saturated. I agree. We've seen so many festivals this year get canceled and, you know, you know, in some cases called off for good mm. because there's so many options. You know, it's no longer the case where Coachella is where you go if you're on the West Coast or Bonnaroo is where you go on the East Coast. There's one basically in every region that right. always has a good lineup. Right. And I think that's why Bonnaroo has been smart to really focus more on community as opposed to solely the lineup. Well, and I, that's, that's, I think their numbers the past two years show that. They're, they're doing a very good market reach to kind of like the college age crowd. Well, then, um, then, then, then again, it lends the question as to why the change is needed anyway. Because I think that we start asking the wrong question. If you start with the idea that uh, you first off ask the question, what is the uh, what's the goal? What's right. what's the ideal number? What are you trying to go after? That was my and point. and if you no longer are needing eighty thousand people and you would rather super serve forty five to sixty, then the whole game changes. The whole the whole uh, the platform and the whole uh, foundation of the operation is totally different. And you can do things that are a lot crazier and a lot more bizarre, a lot more fun. Ashley Caps was here for Moon River Rubus, and he said something. I love how you refer to him as Rubus. Well, I was either that or <laughs> it's just Daniel. Ru- it's Daniel. Rubus, okay. Rubus. <laughs> That's the what podcast across from. Well, me. there's actually four of us. Just, just, just to back up a step, there's myself. My wife, Charla, our friends, Chelsea, and Brooklyn. So it's collectively all of us. No kidding. Most of the time when you see stuff on social, it's me or Charla. Oh, I got you. All right. He said to me, uh, we were talking about Moon River selling out so fast. And he said, the good news there is once we sold those tickets, we could focus on doing the small things really well. Ah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's a really great point. And that sort of gets to your point. If the number is 45 or 50 or 55, that's your target Mm -hmm. and you're getting there. Then they can focus on the pods and the the extras and all that, but which will, I think they have. But will the conversation ever change until they come out and say, "Look, we're not cho- shooting for eighty thousand people anymore. We're not I trying to be ninety thousand McCartney year anymore." Well, we put we put that on me because I didn't ask that question. Okay, I will well, next time I talk I, I know to Mr. Them. Caps doesn't probably want to talk about this yet, but I think if that it's a fair is question, something they're looking at about having being okay with the smaller crowd at Bonnaroo. 
part of the reason for that may be is because there's the potentiality of additional events happening on the farm in the couple next couple of years. That's right. Like what? Well, they've been talking forever. Well, okay. That's I, I the whole reason. Them. Yeah, the whole reason they've done all this infrastructure work is so they could have multiple events throughout the year. They just haven't. The rumor that we've heard is that you know they've been cooperating a lot with the CMA Fest in order to you know the Bonnery Weekend will be moved back a week next year right. because they don't want to compete with that in a year. Um, we've also heard that they're continuing to have talks with the Grand Ole Opry after having that on the farm last year. So what we've heard, not from anybody official, but from some other folks in the know is that the next event that will happen on the farm is some type of country Americana fest in the yeah, fall. Yeah, that's always been the plan, and, and it won't be a camping type of thing. or if it, it Probably not, because what they've told me is that... Country fans don't country camp. Country fans don't camp. <laughs> it's pure <laughs> and simple. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah, that, I mean, they opened an office in Nashville. You know, they're headquartered in Knoxville. They opened an office in Nashville... They've opened up the day uh, events. They've got the buses, the shuttle buses. So the relationship with Nashville definitely has grown in the last three or four years. So that makes sense. What, what is some other news uh, that you've heard throughout the uh, ensuing months from Bonnaroo? Their bus? Mr. Bus? <laughs> Mr. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. It's just saying it. Um, I like Rubus. <laughs> I like Rubus, whatever. Uh, well, we've heard a little bit about like who may be playing. Of course, we know who we want to see playing, but... Uh, we kind of went up a bit a moment ago about McCartney. It kind of makes a lot of sense that he might be coming back next year. His tour skips Atlanta and Nashville, and he coincidentally has a break in his tour dates right around you know those that weekend in June. Really, you, you've actually second. hang on a second. I don't mean to interrupt, but you've actually heard McCartney as a, as a name again. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing his name going around a lot. I mean. I know that they want to bring in another classic headliner next year, and he sold a hell of a lot of tickets in 2013, yeah, so it only makes sense. All right, so, okay, so I haven't gone onto the infrarus in the, in the message boards in a while. I've sort of taken some time off, but what? Uh, uh, give me some other rumored uh, names that they're talking about. Um, a lot of people are talking about My Morning Jacket. They're probably going to have a new album out early next year. Um, they sell a lot of tickets to veterans. You know, they've they've had a long history at Bonnaroo. Yeah, and um, and the management uh, and Bonnaroo are almost one and the same. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're clearly always welcome there. I mean, just give them the witch stave and get, give them until sunrise. Seriously, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah, they they could play for four hours, and and that would be that would be so heart and soul Bonnaroo, wouldn't it? I wish I would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, we, We've also heard uh, there's a possibility of fish next year. I, I, I personally kind of doubt that, but I'd be happy with it. It'd be cool. Odessa, I would be willing to put a bet on being our EDM headliner next year. Um, let's see, what else? Greta Van Fleet. Uh, they're very popular. Those kids are getting to be a big deal. Yeah. Bonner tends to always look the hot at a year late, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Yeah, and then put them on the smallest stage, Frank Ocean. Thank you so much. Um, all right, yeah. so here's here's the thing, and and I don't mean to, God, I feel like such a sourpuss today, but if if it's who you are, that <laughs> that, that McCartney show meant so much to me in 2013. I'm gonna say something crazy. I'm not gonna go see it again. Mm. I may not go see it again. That I don't that like that show meant it had everything, and it was such a moment. It was such a seminal moment in so many people's lives. I don't know if I want to jump back in that pool. I hear you. I hear you. It's an interesting thought. You did. I don't know if you know this, Daniel. Brad, I mean, Brad literally watched a guy propose to a woman, what, during the yes, little it was, that died. No, it's just, so he does, he does Maybe I'm Amazed, right? Okay. And he drops down to one knee right in front of us and proposes during Maybe I'm Amazed. 
and I'm crying. I'm hugging these strangers. I'm high fiving the dude. It was just the most amazing, like, uh, like chilling moment. Yeah. And then literally the next song, "Live and Let Die," fireworks <laughs> everywhere. It's like the guy knew the set list. Yeah. Before he got it, it's it, hard to top. It's hard to top. Yes, I felt like I got married, you know. <laughs> uh, but it was just—it was just such an amazing uh, moment. I don't know if I—I I, I can repeat that. Well, I wanted—I wanted to keep that I'll special. I'll put it this way: um, one of my favorite mid-card bands, in fact, one of my favorite bands, period, is Portugal the Man. Me too. I've yeah. seen them four times now. Yeah. Each show, I'm, I'm just as hype about. Um, just gets better and better. That show. Most musician in the world. I have no problem seeing him again. Okay. Yeah, you got to get them while you can get them right. too, because you know it didn't gonna last forever. But I understand what you're saying, Brad. That was that, that's an interesting thing about that because when you were talking about some of those bands, Fish, you know they've been there. Uh, it feels it when you say it that way. Not you. I don't mean to. It put feels that on you. It familiar. Feels a little like trying to recatch, you know, lightning in the bottom ah. a little bit. But. See, see, I take it as it. It feels like home. People people would love those kind of acts because right. it makes them feel familiar again. It gets it gets mom that. spaghetti sort of feeling, right? And I think maybe you and well, I. Well, it's not we, out of the question for Bonnery to book headliners. Two no, times. absolutely like not. Radiohead I mean, has been there multiple times. Sure, sure. Um, Pearl Jam has been there multiple times. Sure. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I yeah, tell you what we should Warren do. Warren Haynes was was you know pretty much a regular, and and I forget sometimes. Uh, in in the music world, that they all come around about every three or four years, and there's a whole new crowd of you know people hitting it. It's going to be their first time. So what? So I'm- someone at the Nashville AC office told me a very interesting stat about a year ago. Um, around seventy percent, I want to say, of the attendees at any given Bonnaroo are attending their first Bonnaroo. Wow. So there's going to be a huge crowd that hadn't seen Paul in 2013. Wow, that's a big number. I would have not guessed that. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's something to put on the list to go back and ask them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, you said something else too that's interesting, and and we're flying by the seat of our pants on this uh, certain episode. But what if we made our wanted wish list? What if we made our wanted Bonnaroo list? Me and Barry can make ours, but uh, Daniel, who would be your who would be your wants? Not people that you think oh, are going to be there. What are what are your what are your top five wants? Okay, so as far as like acts that we've never seen on Bonnaroo, it is. Way past time to get Dolly Parton down to me. I have been saying this for a decade, Daniel. <laughs> a decade. Dolly Parton would be the most amazing Friday night headliner that you can find. Don't put her in the heat because she'll you know, she might melt. But at night, could you imagine how fun that would be? You it. know, Kenny's going to come. Kenny's it. already been on the farm once. Kenny will swing by in a moment's notice for Dolly. She Lionel anybody, Richie will show up. She, anybody she invites would come. I would adore that. So that Lionel Richie show back in 2014 was one of my favorites um he played before jack white that night right and he was loving every minute of it you could tell that he was having the time of his life kind of playing to a younger crowd yeah he was like joking around with the crowd and and, you know like trolling us and everything that was such a great slot i know like you said it might be too hot for miss dolly to play at that time but i could really see her being like an opener for somebody like that yeah that that was my that is my number one swing and miss oh yeah you're right about that i I thought that was a disaster and it was huge Big one. Okay. She's dying to see Peter Frampton on the farm. Interesting. Um, so I think he would be a good fit too, maybe in that kind of free headliner slot. Uh huh. Need to bring along that thing that makes his guitar go wah wah and talk all that. Right. All the talk that. box. <laughs> <laughs> would, would he have? Would he have to do Frampton comes alive? The whole that would would it be that or just whatever he wanted? Oh hell yeah! Play that <laughs> thing in full. That's interesting that your wife goes uh, Frampton over Paul Simon. Paul I feel like they they fit good. the same they fit the yeah. same glove, don't you? 
I think I Simon know, I fits the Lionel Richie glove. Uh, really? You yeah. think so? Yeah. All right, who 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 else you got there, Daniel? Who else is your one want list? Um, I'm personally, I'm hoping some of the AC people are listening to this. For the love of God, please bring Tame Impala back. That was the best show I've ever seen. That show was interesting for me because I was such a massive LCD Sound System fan. I have been for over a decade. I love him so much. That LCD Sound System show was like the show I missed my entire, uh, I missed for a decade. I missed that show every time. I finally got to see it at Bonnaroo. And then directly after that was Tame Impala. I didn't go into the Tame Impala show with the right mindset, if you want to know what I mean. So uh, I know what you mean. I was there at both of those shows. It was good. It was really good. I need to see it again. I need to see it again. They supposedly have a new album coming out at some point next year, so I'm hoping it's early in the year so they'll be on tour. I want to see them back so bad. Their their vibe just perfectly fits Bonnaroo. Yes, it does. They're such a soulful, lifeful band. I, I, I think Kevin Parker is just an absolute genius. I want them back so bad. Right. And and they can they can pull if they really wanted to, they can pull a ton of people, a ton of friends, a ton of friends that can join them. Almost, almost Bonnie oh, Bear style like last year. Like, gosh, I could keep going all day. I know that I should probably give the other two ladies at the bus a shout out. They would really love to see Lana Del Rey there next year. It is so baffling. Now she has she been there before? Has she, have we had Lana yet? I don't think. No, we have not. No, because I'm thinking of Lord. It is baffling to me that Lana Del Rey has not been on that festival yeah. stage. She's just I think she could fit the Lord slot that she had a couple of years ago very well. Yes, she could. And one more shout-out I want to give. Um, there's a really cool uh, band here in Huntsville called the Wolves of Chernobyl. I think they fit the vibe That's, very well. Say that again. Person. Say that again. They're called the Wolves of Chernobyl. They're okay. kind of like a progressive uh, folk band if you mixed in Tool with it. it no um, kidding. Just, yeah, give them a Google search. You'll okay. see what I mean. I think they'd be a great Thursday band. Interesting. We really do appreciate you talking to us. We love talking uh, shop with any uh, any Bonnaroo vet. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again before festival time. Let's let's talk plenty. Well, we're going to have some fun stuff coming up uh, over the next month with a kind of fun secret project that we're working on. And then we will definitely be doing our Wednesday night party mm. with the, the boys and girls from Camp Red Roo on the Wednesday night of Bonnaroo. And then there's Ichiku that's coming up right before Bonnaroo next year. Which oh, is the, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, before before yeah before we let you go to explain Ichiru now Ichiru um, is is sort of like trying to bring back what the original Bonnaroo festival was uh, and they're trying to do the well, night the night before party right yeah so quick history Ichiku was the first event that was ever held on the farm grounds in 1999 um, this was what two three years before the actual Bonnaroo started it was a great idea but it was a bit of a mess. It kind of turned into a um, footnote and a joke, but still like a cherished one. They are bringing it back to an extent. So, I'm, I'm, again, I have to be careful what I say. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But it will happen the day before Bonnaroo starts on Tuesday and at a location that is virtually walkable. And, uh, again, I'll let them announce that. They just, haven't let all the details out yet. Just what I need. Yeah, it means we got to go another on Another day. Now. <laughs> right. No, knowing us, we'll be there Monday. Oh, my God. We're going to be there Monday to Monday. We were there this year, I guess like you were, Dan. We Wednesday were morning. from Wednesday morning until Monday morning. That's right. And Oof. then, and then but it, it is mainly an event that's put on by some of the good folks that host us every year from the city of Manchester, and they have some cool things in store. I've been speaking with them a bit and helping out a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely worth looking forward to. Well, Daniel, if you ever need anything from us, you give us a call. No, uh, no questions asked. We'll be there for you. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. I really enjoy it. 
you have the uh, Tennessee homesick blues there, Barry Quarter? <laughs> I like how she says fish. Yeah. Fish and hoe. <laughs> uh, that's Barry Quarter and Brad Steiner. This is the What Podcast, a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians. Uh, really one of the, the, <laughs> the top level, top line Bonnaroovians. Rubus, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, Daniel from the Rubus at Rubus. Uh, you can follow along all the breaking news. And I I loved his poll for uh, artists that he wants to see at Bonnaroo. It's been my top line, my top want and desire for a decade is Dolly Parton. I know. I think it, it, does, it nothing makes more sense than Dolly Parton. I, I Like you, I, he said that to us, uh, and I've thought about it over and over and over, and that, that, that's just perfect. How yep. come I didn't think of that? So. Man? So when I go to, when I, I think that there's, if you don't live in Tennessee, I, I can understand why you would roll your eyes at Dolly Parton, but she is a god in this state. She is a god. And nobody, nobody is revered more in this state than Dolly Parton, period. I, you can't find one other person that, that's got a higher and de- level deservedly of love. So. Absolutely deserved, deservedly so. If you don't know... Just for example, when the fires raged through Gatlinburg and burned things up, she paid people's mortgages. Yeah, uh, and to, and then did a fundraiser, but right. she out of I think her own pocket paid mortgages. Uh, but absolutely, you're right. Her philanthropy is absolutely through the roof, and um, that's why she, she's she's just beloved in the state. And there's no there's nobody that that to me uh, wears Tennessee pride yeah. on her sleeve more than she does. And that's why she would just be absolutely perfect. And she's also perfect. very, very good. Uh, she's an unbelievable songwriter. And let's be honest, and I hate to bring this part up, but I don't know how many more shows we got out of her. Well, there's a couple on my list that are that way, especially with you know losing Prince and losing Bowie. And, and Aretha Franklin. And Tom Petty and Aretha. It's been a bad year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those guys were not... Uh, those were surprises. All right, let's go through your list of uh, your wish list. Now, if you were to put together a list of bands that you want to see, now they could be bands that's been there before, but this is a common thread you see on on Reddit and yeah. on the Twitter and on the the Infaru. We want to hear yours, thewhatpodcast.com or at the what podcast on Twitter. Uh, let's hear your wish list there. Barry Quarter, let's go through it. My list is sort of all over the place because Daniel got me thinking about a lot of different things really? dolly dolly is at the top sure um but after our conversation it made me think do i want to see people that i haven't seen do i want strictly bucket list items do uh-huh. i want bands that i think actually fit at Bonnaroo. Interesting. You you actually took a took us. Uh, you're trying to find a theory and things. I'm trying that, to. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a cohesive. I, the, I'll give you an example. On my bucket list, but he's somebody that I'm not sure works at Bonnaroo. Would be Van Morrison. I've Van never Morrison, seen him. Also on my list. Very quarter. Very good. Yes. I would absolutely love to see Van Morrison. Okay. Uh, Van Morrison uh, at Bonnaroo brings up a a conversation that I've had a lot uh, with friends of mine. Uh, he's a lot like Morrissey in that uh, as much as I would love to see him at Bonnaroo, you don't know what kind of show you're getting Absolutely. Out of Stevie Wonder can be that way. If Stevie decides to go deep, 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 yeah, and you're wanting nothing but hits, yeah. and Stevie Wonder is very similar to Van Morrison in that way. If he decides to go nothing but deep hits, right. I mean uh, deep tracks, and you wanted hits, you know, you're, you're maybe you're not. You're stuck. Yeah. Uh, Van Morrison... 
uh, Prince could have been that way. James Brown used to be that way. You know, he did a show here at Riverbend that people didn't like because they thought they were going to get number one hits and he didn't want to do number one hits. So Van Morrison depends on where you put him. Yeah. You know, I mean, Van Morrison at three in the afternoon on the what stage? I'm not sure that works for me. Uh, and it probably wouldn't work for him either. Probably not going to work He's for gonna him. He's going to be pretty cranky if yeah. that's the case. So, but he is definitely high on my list. He's high somebody. on my list too. Van Morrison on the which stage? Four o'clock, five o'clock. I would be into that. Um, I just never thought that he got the credit as a songwriter as he deserved. I guess it depends on which circles. He's God in my house and really? always has been. That's yeah. awesome. Bob Dylan, of course, great songwriter, but I always thought that Van Morrison had something a little bit more interesting for me than Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, well, a, a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> There's one. Yeah, that's one. All right, who else you putting on your list there, Barry uh, And then, so... Uh, on my want to see list, I would love to see Adele. Adele's been to the, been to the farm. I didn't see it. Yep. Uh, uh, this was this was almost ten years ago. It's right before yeah. she hit with um, Rolling in the Deep, and she was on, if I'm not mistaken, that tent. And I walked by it because I knew of her because I was in this industry, and they were working her the song to us at the time. The record label was. I remember walking by and being like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? That was going to be the superstar of the decade. Well, you know, we did the we did the uh, do overs before yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> that would be one for sure. Right. Um, but I'd love to see Adele. I would love to see McCartney, and that that's the reason this comes up because of Daniel saying that. And when he said it, and it still rolls in my head. I'm like, I've seen it, done it, but it is McCartney, and I probably. Right. would want to see him every single try- chance I right. get. Right. When I said to him, I don't know if I want to see that again. That's right. not negative. I'm not I just I don't get it. I don't know. I've had the moment. Right. And, but let's be honest. I'm probably going to the show. <laughs> if it, you don't want to miss it. If that ends up being, you know, right. a thing that happens at Bonnaroo 2019, I'm probably going to go, right. let's be so honest. Dolly, Van Morrison, Adele, McCartney for sure. And then Sort of the in the line of these are acts that I would love to see. I'm not even sure they're touring type of thing. I would love to see Joe Jackson. Wow, Elvis, that's Cost- fascinating. I love Joe Jackson. If he were to, that come, would be really really interesting. Yeah, if he were to come and do the I'm the Man era stuff, beat crazy that whole trilogy. Would, hang albums. on a second. I know this boy. Talk about a generational divide. I know you and a couple of guys at our camp would be into that. But do you think anybody I would be know. at a Joe Jackson show? That's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't make my list for anybody. I else. know, but that's but that's what's so fascinating about it. It would work. It would absolutely work, but I don't know if anybody would be there. I don't. I don't know. Mm. And, and and along those lines, and he was there before, but he was there with Alan Toussaint. Was Elvis Costello? I would love to see Elvis doing um, a lot of Elvis hits, or really anything. I love Elvis Costello. I'm not gonna get too sentimental like those other stick of Valentines. Cause I don't know if you are loving somebody I only know it isn't mine Allison I know this world is killing you Oh, Allison so Elvis Costello makes a lot of sense, and it would be an amazing get, and it would be a lot of fun. It's going to be one of those shows that I think we look back on and be like, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. He's like Van Morrison. Depends yeah. on what he does. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's did he did the Nashville album. Uh, he did the stuff with Burt Bacharach. I love that Burt Bacharach I album. Too. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I loved it. Oh, it's great. Um, it's all standards, and he's not going to do a standards. You know, right. Again, this is it not going to depends gonna on what he does. And then I'd love to see Timberlake. Um, yeah, it'd be a great show. And you're going to laugh, and I'm not sure it's one I would stay the entire time for, but I just hear it's such an entertaining show. I'm not sure I wouldn't want to see Taylor Swift. Oh, man. Taylor Swift is not... Okay, so she does nothing but stadiums now, right? Because she wants to maximize her stage performance. There's just no possible way that's happening. No possible way is happening. Like I said. And I, I know why. I know why you would say that. I know why you would want that. But she has such a controlled environment in which she wants to perform. And she wants every bit of stagecraft up to her and by her hands. If you thought that Kanye's first show was stagecraft to a point where it was belligerent yeah. and annoying, watch out for Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's not. It's just, it's just not something that could ever, ever happen. It's a wish list. I understand. I understand. But you probably should just go ahead. And the other thing, too, that I, about these wish lists that, that are unfortunate is like you put, and I'm getting a lot of text messages from friends of mine about Drake or mm. Daft Punk. Drake would work. But again, you're going to have to drop a million dollars. It's a million plus. Daft Punk's never going to happen. I believe, and I'm I may be well, eating crow one day. That, Daft Punk is never going to happen because if get, they're going to drop a million plus, they're going to go after the Rolling Stones. Yeah. They're not going to drop a million. Well, they're plus on the Daft list Punk. too. They would be on my list. But don't you think? I mean, isn't that part of the question we asked earlier? What do, does it take to get those other thirty thousand people? If in fact that's what they want, if they want to get it back up to the eighty thousand number, what's right. it going to take? It's yeah. going to take a Rolling Stones or a Daft Punk or. See, here's Somebody my thing. Million dollar. I know, I know, we all love Daft Punk, but I have a feeling that deep down they don't move the needle. I wonder if they move the needle and people that actually buy tickets. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just no, don't. I don't know. I tell you what, it's such a fluid market anymore. I mean, it's you know, you used to could get a two or three year cycle out of some stuff, and sure. now it's two or three months. And, and Daft Punk doesn't. On. And Daft Punk doesn't really do a lot of shows. No. Uh, but I sure as hell hope that if they did do a show of Bonnaroo, everybody would come. I agree. Pharrell, all yeah. the all the all the buddies. Yeah. The whole team shows up. Yeah. All right. Kyle uh, Rogers. That's a pretty that's a pretty good list. I'm going to start my list with, of course, Dolly and Van Morrison. So you've already got two of my five. Uh, there is another old legacy female that I might be wrong about this, has never been to the farm. And if she has, it was like year two. So you're gonna have to I'll apologize because I wasn't there that year. But when I think of like mid-afternoon, which stage, Angel Olsen's nice. I love Angel Olsen. Julian Baker would be phenomenal. But imagine if Bonnie Raitt mm. was in the Tennessee sunshine in the middle of Saturday afternoon. I would lose my mind. I one. love her so much. Another artist that just doesn't tour much, doesn't do a lot of shows. But boy, she would just sound right. It would just sound That's right a as a legacy act. Uh, sometime in mid-afternoon. Bronnie Raitt, another one on my list. Now, I know we're going a little old here. We've gone basically to places where we're going back to legacy, but there's so many artists that have never even been on the farm that uh, have so much cultural impact. You can ask why Drake has never been. I, I mean, I, I got to imagine because of money. You can ask why Coldplay's never been. Coldplay just doesn't fit probably the, the strategy in which they're going. Outcast is a strange one. Outcast, I don't get it. When they were supposedly on the lineup a few years ago and uh, it didn't happen, it shocked everybody. But that same year, was it that year or the year after? There was another band on that had just reunited, that had just put out maybe the best album of the year. Why they didn't get on the farm, 
makes no sense to me, and it makes no sense why they haven't been there ever. Now that they're back together, or at least kind of back together, why can't we get a tribe called Quest? Mm, yeah, that would be a good one. And maybe they're not doing anything anymore. I mean, maybe that, that run at Coachella, and then the Saturday Night Live, and then the, the album... Maybe that was it for them because they wanted to honor a dude's memory, but I don't know. It just seems like it would make so much sense. And then the other one that it's it's a it's a long shot. It's a pull for me. And you may not know him, but in my world, I live and die by 60 Soul. It's practically all I listen to at the house. And the guy for me that I feel it never got the credit that he deserves. And by the way, he'll tell you he never got the credit that he deserves. It's a Chicago soul artist named Syl Johnson. Uh, so if you look back and and you see what Bonnaroo's done in years past. They had When they had the King of Soul, Philadelphia Soul, and Solomon Burke on stage, nobody was there. And then two years later, he dies. They put all of these soul artists on right before right before they're about to go. Yeah. And Syl Johnson, he's written so many hits, and you don't know any of them. Because they've been sampled time after time after time. Kanye sampled a bunch of Syl Johnson stuff. Jay-Z has sampled a bunch of Syl Johnson stuff. So if you give me... Still Johnson on a lineup, and all of a sudden, maybe they find Jay-Z and Beyonce as a headliner, you are going to get complete madness. You don't know it, but this might be one of the most sampled songs of all time. Kanye, Wu-Tang, Jay-Z, Public Enemy, they have just used this song time and time again, and it's that opening, uh, and the man's made millions just by sitting around and watching everybody sample his art, his work. That's a good one. It's got a little of that funky drummer beat to it. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you go down the, the other list of stuff like Radiohead. I really want to come back. The right. National. Uh, right. I, I slept on the National for so long, and then I saw them in Atlanta at a festival, Shaky Knees. I was blown away with how good that live show was, especially at night in the dark. I want Jungle to come back because that show last year was good, but it's better at night. I think Daniel is, is exactly right. Tame Impala needs another spot. And I really love the idea, although they're not my favorite. And we've talked about this before. My Morning Jacket doing a late night, all night show is almost too good to be true. I, I was standing in the field watching them, whatever, five years ago, six yeah. years ago. And a, a young uh, 20 year old, the daughter of some friends, sh- she looked up and she said, they are the perfect Bonnaroo act. They're v- damn near close. And I... Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I just, everything about it, it, we've talked about it in past shows, how you can just hear a certain song, a certain part of a song, and imagine standing in one of those tents, whatever time of day, and it just defines that whole festival feeling. So I agree. There you go. You know, I'm a huge fan of theirs, so I I would see them in any any occasion. They they are the opposite of what I was saying earlier about the McCartney thing. Yeah. I will see them anytime, every time. No kidding. Yeah, I just love them. I don't know what it is. I love them. The McCartney, like you, maybe it's that. You know, this past year, and I, it's funny, our campmate Mike Dewar, we revisited that whole Friday where we went from da- uh, Davey to Mavis, no, to Warren Treaty, to Mavis, to Nile Rogers, And so the evening ended about 930, and I don't even remember who was getting ready to and Bonavent, it wasn't that because that was later, but the headliner was coming. He said, I don't want to see it because my day is already perfect. Yeah. And no disrespect to whoever it was, it can't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the camp and decompress. I love, I love a man who's just satisfied. He's satisfied with his day. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of like you with the McCartney. I mean, you had, a, I, we all had amazing times, but what you had was 
transcendental on transcendental on. So back to the McCartney thing. That same guy, Mike Dewar, I'll never forget it. After the the McCartney, he got there on Friday afternoon. Mikey D. He walks around the the farm. He sees everything for a little while. Then he goes to see Paul McCartney. And the moment he steps back into camp, he packs his bag up, gets in the car, and said, "I've seen all I need to see. I." <laughs> It's never getting any better than this. Yeah. See you guys next year. It Pretty was strong. he mic dropped out of the campsite. It was unreal. But that's Pretty what I'm strong. saying. Th- those are the uh, kind of wish list things that actually come true that make Bonnaroo uh, so magical. Let's hear yours at the What Podcast on Twitter or the whatpodcast dot com. Uh, maybe we'll uh, swing back in and do another uh, show here in a couple of weeks. Let's do it. And hopefully we'll talk to you on the What Podcast. We'll talk to you then. The stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.